Hello, happy Monday, good morning, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Living in the Moment. Today, I sat down with Alyssa, one of our moment makers with California Closets. We bonded so quickly over being Jeep owners, how strange the English language is, but more importantly, about how she always loves working with people and being in the customer service industry. This conversation got so sidetracked so many times, and I love when we have the opportunity to just get to know each other. This one was so much fun. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. I hope you all love it. Let's celebrate Alyssa's journey. Hi, good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. Yes, (laughs) we are in the afternoon now. (laughs) I, I have a habit, especially on Monday mornings, where I just don't look at the clock until probably 530. Exactly. I'm the same. And I'm in Alberta. So I'm two hours before. So people are like, good afternoon. And it's still good morning for me. So I'm all over the place. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. Well, at least we're still afternoon for both of us, right? Yeah, that's right. That's why I looked. I was like, yes, we are all in the afternoon. (laughs) I'm only slightly in the future. It's okay. (laughs) That's right. Which you are. I always think of that. You are in the future for me. (laughs) I can say there's nothing that exciting to report. Um, I don't know what the weather's like for you, but here it's quite muggy and wet. Yes, it has been. I've been reading um, for a few of you guys last week. It was quite hot, but we've had nothing but windstorms, hail, tornado. Like uh, it hasn't been sunny oh since the beginning of the summer. Yes, or spring, I guess. <laughs> it's been terrible. It's freezing. I have my robe on. <laughs> oh my God. How do you deal with that? Like I find that one rainy day makes me like I have a visceral reaction. It makes me so angry. It is. It's very gloomy, especially in the morning. And then you hear the wind blowing and it it is, it definitely wreaks havoc on the mood for sure. And when it's daunting like this and the hail, because this happened last year too, in our house and my new Jeep got damaged. And so every day it's like, please, please let's not do this again. All right. So you and I are going to be the fastest of friends, a fellow Jeep owner. Oh, yes. Good. I keep saying Jeep, hoping that somebody will say they have a Jeep too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, I, okay. So my boyfriend sent me a thing on Instagram not too long ago about how Jeep owners are so quote obnoxious because we don't just say my car. It's like, car. Jeep. The Jeep. Every time it's the Jeep. <laughs> and I refer to everybody's vehicle as a Jeep. Like if I'm talking to my parents, it's like, oh, you went out with your Jeep. And it's like, I don't have a Jeep. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> I guess we are obnoxious. <laughs> it's a way of life. It is exactly. And I was so proud. I, I, I love it. It's like the best vehicle I've ever had. So everybody has a Jeep in my mind. <laughs> Do you a two or a four door? A four door. Perfect. Me too. My mom has a two door. So we've always been a Jeep family. Um, and she has a two door and she's basically disowned me because she has the opinion that a four door is not a Jeep. And I have told her my, or my argument in response is whose vehicle do we take more often because whose is more practical. Yeah. It's like newer, safer, has the, has the cool, you know, sound, sound system in it. <laughs> yes. So. It has a way easier top to manage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she's, exactly. she's got like a 2012 JK. I've got the 2018. It's nicer. It's more luxurious jokes on her. 
Oh, exactly. Especially 2012 to 2018. I mean, that's a big enough jump that the the technology and these things are just crazy different. I know. She doesn't even have Bluetooth. I don't, I don't yeah. understand how that happened. <laughs> I know exactly. Like one year later, all of a sudden, boom, you get the seats, yeah. the start stop button and the, the Bluetooth, the radio, the sound system, everything. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I am... Um, so my boyfriend lives in Florida and there was a little while this year that I left my Jeep in Florida and just flew back and forth. Um, and so I was driving my mom's around here and I have like the backup camera. I have the push start, all the stuff. And I'm like the first time I sat in her Jeep because I never, I never really drive it. I'm like, I have to put the key in. Oh, okay. And then I found <laughs> that when I was reversing, my instinct was to look at the center console, not turn around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. And that's the problem too, is people start relying on the technology. Some of them have like beeps, like beeper sensors, and it yes. shows you if there's somebody behind you and stuff like that. So you kind of do forget to, you know, do the good old shoulder checking and the regular stuff. But I, I'm the same way. If I had a key ignition or I'm always looking in the middle console for the camera, regardless. And it's like, oh, uh, this doesn't have a camera. So <laughs> yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so happy to have someone to bond with. Um, yes, that's amazing. I'm excited. It seems like your microphone made it through the weekend too. No cats chewing. No, I I lock it up safe. In fact, I almost just closed my office now. Once I found that out, I was so upset. But yet, you can't be upset because it's like I I should have known. It's my fault, really. It's not theirs. <laughs> How old so are they? Is, they are actually just adopted them. It was a mom and a son. She had a litter, but only one survived. So we got them from the Meow Foundation and she was one Aww. when she had her litter. So we they're, they're now three and two. <laughs> oh my God. So you're, you're yes. heavy in the toddler years. <laughs> yes, that's right. And we just had a 22-year-old kitty and a 16-year-old kitty. So it is a world of a difference. And that's why I definitely forgot that uh, they're, they're nothing like an old 22-year-old, 100-year-old cat. <laughs> yes. I mean, my mom and I had, we had a chihuahua. Um, she passed when she was 15, but we bought, we got her when she was one. So oh. um, we were past like that real puppy stage. So we'd never really had that puppy stage. And then over COVID, we got our current puppy. Um, he's a Yorkie and he, we got him like 12 weeks or whenever we could, as soon as we could get him. Um, and so we had it, like, the full puppy chewing stage, the destructive stage. And now he doesn't like to be alone because we've always been home. Like it's, yes. um, it's a whole new ball game, but yeah, the they amount of dependent. wood furniture, <laughs> yes, shoes, <laughs> yes, everything's Anything. destroyed and you can't be mad yes. at him because of his little yeah. face. <laughs> The, the cuteness that's exactly it they've done quite a few things scratch the furniture and it's like I go and get mad at them it's like no it's not you it's me like <laughs> it is them they own us we don't own them <laughs> exactly that's uh his it's a it's a controversial way that we got him because I know that some some people have opinions on breeders but we did get him from a breeder um, and, and his breeder checks in often. And every time she does, he's like, is he still the king of the house? I'm like, I don't think that's ever going to change. 
he will be forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even as they get older, because then you like, there's even more bending over backwards. Cause it's like, Oh, do you need help up the stairs? Like, let me take you outside. Like, so it's a never ending cycle from birth to death basically is we, we are constantly revolving around their doors. <laughs> oh yes. He, uh, well, we were just traveling and we went, we were staying in a hotel where we couldn't have any pets. So he stayed with my best friend and, um, that was her first time meeting him. She quickly became obsessed, but we packed, like he has more luggage than I do. Um, and so <laughs> we packed everything he could possibly need. And we picked him up yesterday and she was like, he's a lot like lower maintenance than I expected him to be. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's an us problem. I think, <laughs> I think we exactly. make him high maintenance. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly it. Cause somebody, you know, if they, not that they don't care, but it's not their animal. So it is a different experience. It's like, yeah, I just put food in his bowl and let him out to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, there's so much more that goes to it when, when he's at home with us. <laughs> She's like, he went on his pee pad. He did this. I'm like, this is not my dog. I don't know who you're looking after. <laughs> who is this? Maybe you should have for a week and see if, if he gains any better habits or, or is it us? <laughs> right. He's <laughs> something I feel very taken advantage of by this dog. <laughs> yes. And that's uh, cats and dogs. They are famous for that. They do know their people and they know how to swindle us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to officially meet you, um, and get to know you a bit more. I, I am a former moment maker. So I, I started with TLS as a moment maker. And when I was one, and then also a team lead, when I was one, I had that, um, day-to-day interaction and relationship building. And like, I got to, I had the opportunity to get to know everyone. Um, now being a little bit more removed, I don't have as much of an opportunity. So the podcast we've had going since fall of last year, and I started doing this series partly selfishly because I missed that, um, having that connection. And then also just because our people have the most unique and interesting backstories that we don't always get to hear of whether we're on separate teams or we don't all have the opportunity to tell our stories, um, whatever it is. So this is partly selfish and then also just excitement for our listeners. So I wanted to get to know you. Um, I hear fantastic things about you from Miriam and Anna primarily. And, (laughs) and I wanted to hear everything about your story up until now and uh, your journey to how you got here. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So uh, basically, I've been in customer service my whole life. Um, I still look at myself pretty young. I'm only 29 years old. So, you know, there's only so much life experience there. (laughs) But basically, yeah, I started off, you know, at the Tim Hortons and the Dairy Queens and basically every fast food restaurant that you can think of at quite a young age. I'm going to say probably 12 years old. I started my, my first job. My mom had to sign you know, uh, uh, an acceptance letter to allow me to, to work that young. And uh, so, uh, yes, (laughs) but I liked it. Like, you know, summer vacations and things like that, working, making that extra buck. And I was that 14 year old that could take my friends out to dinner and, you know, be really cool that way. So (laughs) I've always enjoyed it. (laughs) And um, yeah. And then I eventually moved on to like office roles, transportation, which is still all customer service dealing with truckers and uh, vendors and, you know, product holders and 
appointment makers and just everything. So um, I've kind of just been in this industry and I'm, I am a very big people person. So I feel like it has fit my personality, I should say, I guess, um, quite well, just because even if I'm not working and I'm at the store, I, I, I'm a talker. So somebody says one thing to me and then all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're there for an hour just talking about everything underneath the sun. So it's, it's been a really good, um, friendly, full foot, fulfilled life, I, sh I should say, with all of the interactions and the people I've met through the years. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So what's the dream? You always want to be working with people, I assume. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's back and forth, but pretty much just, especially now because of how much experience I have, it probably will just continue to be in customer service. I'm always open for new journeys and new paths. Like um, this is my first, you know, like call center type kind of job, but still revolving around customer service. So um, basically that's, that's where I do see myself for the rest of my life and hopefully, you know, always taking one step further, but staying in the customer service um, opportunities, I suppose. That's awesome. And would you say there's one thing that continues to um, motivate you or to like, just keep wanting to try new things slash learn? Uh, yeah, I mean, I get like the people, I do just love meeting new people and having new, new journeys and new experiences. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what always keeps me going is I just know that every day is different. Um, not always are they good days, but that's with, you know, any place that you work at. So it, that, that's what my motivation is, is I, I'm, I'm such a happy-go-lucky person that having, you know, meeting all these new people and having different interactions on a day-to-day -day basis is what keeps me excited and motivated. Yeah. Well, I can, um, I can tell that you have a very high energy, which I love. I'm, I'm a person I feed off of energy 100%. So, um, I love it. I think, and, and I would imagine, especially on the phone, our, our customers would really love talking to you. So I like it. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. Yes. And, and most, you know, whether it be on the phone or in person, that's what I'm always told just because it's an immediate reaction of, um, you know, positivity first and not negative. So it doesn't take very, much, very long for the people to kind of, like you said, feed off of that. And that's kind of the reaction you get back. You, you know, you get back what you put out into the world. So yes, for sure. Where in Alberta are you? Uh, Calgary, Alberta. Nice. I have not spent any time there. I don't think I feel like I may have. No, I've been to Edmonton. That's where, that's where I frequented. Oh yeah. Oh, good old Edmonton. Good old neighbors over there. Yes. <laughs> we don't like the but... Edmontons over here. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a uh, childhood dream of going to the mall. Um, oh, yes. I am a, I am an avid shopper. And so my Christmas gift that year was to go and spend a week at West Edmonton Mall. Um, we spent New Year's there. And from the moment we got out of the cab and walked through the doors, we did not see outside for seven days. <laughs> I know, I know what I was going to say. And even I too, I am a big fan of West Ed. If there's any reason to go to Edmonton, it is because of West Ed. And they have the water park, they have the um, amusement park, they have the hotels, the shopping. Uh, and so you really, you don't, once you're in there, you're in there to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so and that, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> and every single day you can find a completely unique itinerary. It's so cool. 
It is. And especially that it's a mall. I mean, I was so confused at first, but it's, and there's all the different levels and just the different kind of stores as well too. Like um, it, the food and everything, it is quite a different experience than what you would think to happen in a mall. <laughs> yes. And I'll so have to remember that, that local lingo too. It's West Ed. Yeah. West Ed. <laughs> That's what we call it. All right. That's so right. It's like, it's like Toronto versus Toronto. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I've never been to Ontario or I haven't even been out of I'm Alberta, basically. I've been to BC, but I've pretty much been homegrown, born and raised just here in good old Alberta. <laughs> well, because you're what, three, four hours from Vancouver? Oh, from well, from Vancouver, we're about actually 12 hours. 12? Uh, from oh. like yeah, all the way because Vancouver is basically like the other right. other end of BC. We're close to like Hope and Golden. It, it, that's only about a four hour yes. drive to get into BC. Absolutely. So we're not too far. Um, but to get to Vancouver and the island, it it took about fourteen hours total, including the ferry and all that other other stuff. But that's all the way to the ocean, and we're just here in farmland, prairie, <laughs> very far from the water. So. <laughs> Gotcha. We, uh, my mom and I did a road trip in the four door Jeep, might I add, um, from London to out to Vancouver. Um, and we actually, we towed, we towed our motorcycle out there too. So it was, um, I, I'm glad it was before gas prices rose. I can tell you that. Um, but but no, we drove through, we ended up going through Edmonton because my mom had some work up there. So it wasn't necessarily the most efficient route but uh we then went <laughs> yes. we went Edmonton to I think Kamloops and then Kamloops over to Victoria but or Vancouver but I remember um going through Hope and Golden in the mountains there so yes that's right and even Kamloops you know Salmon Arm you know mid BC isn't terrible from Alberta it you know a, a four to six hour drive to to get there which is a complete different atmosphere you know with all the lakes and everything it's still pretty good and if you yeah. have a, if you stop off at Kamloops then it, you're you're more than halfway to Vancouver so that that still would work out as a nice road trip yeah we stopped Kamloops on the way out and then Salmon Arm on the way back so we got to see yes, us too a bunch of them. <laughs> it's a it's a cute little like I guess it would be a fishing town like it was very quaint yes it's especially salmon arm um it was my first I've been there quite a few times but last year was one of the first times we actually drove around and it was it was it's its own little place I was very shocked by it there like the roads were hanging off the cliffs and stuff and there's big houses right off the edge and it was just exactly very quaint the lake basically surrounds all of the whole area so I was like whoa this just kind of took me a to the ozone here like it's like just a completely different atmosphere than yeah. the, the neighboring city even so <laughs> it's really I, nice to, to I see. just I find it so funny when you cross over from Manitoba like as soon as you hit basically Saskatchewan yes. <laughs> they they they've taken such a liberty with the town names <coughs> like salmon arm is not should not be a real place it's such a <laughs> random name for a town <laughs> Oh, exactly. Vernon, Kamloops, there it is. And then the streets yeah. in there too, like, it'll be like Fish Lane. Like, <laughs> it's like I, imagine my friend being like, hey, I'm going to meet you on 2nd Ave Fish Lane. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, so different than a big city because they're all like little towns and stuff, which I do like. Um, but again, a, just a complete different life style. Yes, for sure. It's, um, it's a lot, I think, 
slower. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but just there's, it's a lot more to take in and a lot less like the Metro city life. Yes. I'm a big advocate. Like I, I, I agree. I'm, I, I like the amenities of the city, but I, I do hate the city. I, I prefer, <laughs> I would prefer to live in a smaller town, but then if you're in the smaller town, it's like, Oh, you know, where's the mall and where's all these other amenities and, and just, you know, uh, movies, movie theaters and things like that. But the traffic and the busyness of it all is, I guess what I, I don't like on the big city. Yeah. So you would, you would 100% always advocate for a small town. I would, even though I've never lived in one. So I know it's the grass is always greener <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> so are you like I, in the middle that. of Calgary? Uh, yeah, I've been actually all over. Currently now we just recently bought our first house and it's, it's, I love it because it's on the outskirts of the city. So, um, it, it takes a long, long time to drive everywhere because <laughs> we yes. are so on the outskirts. Um, but it's just this like little community surrounded by farmland and, um, you know, little kind of quaint. So I feel like the vibe of a small town here. Um, but other than that, I've grown up in basically right in the dead middle of Calgary, uh, little town, little communities everywhere, right by the airport, you know, um, growing up, it was always like uh, talking on the phone and then the airplane comes over and you cannot hear it. It's like, Oh, the plane's there. Yeah. Just one moment. So (laughs) it was so, (laughs) you just knew it's like, Oh, there's a plane. Just stop talking. (laughs) So (laughs) it was very much in the middle of it. And that's what I am happy to be out of for sure. Right. I, so this is my only, um, I guess, awareness of Calgary. The street names make no sense to me. Is it a grid? Like what system do they use there for streets? It, you know, I would assume a grid. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I get myself so turned around as well because 24th street can be 24th street in like three different areas, but going Southeast and West. And yes, so I'm on 24th street and it's like, okay, I'm here, but I'm going in the complete opposite direction. So other than like wherever I live in, you know, general streets and close areas, I can get around the communities. But once it's like from my end going to the Northwest, I am so confused. That's why I do love the Jeep because it has the GPS. However, the GPS itself gets confused and it also isn't sure because if you like come up to an intersection, it's like, yeah, 24 West, but really I needed 24 East. So (laughs) nobody knows what's going on here. (laughs) There seems to be no method to that madness. that's exactly it it's like that's my fail safe and and what like my parents do before even gps existed i guess a map in this situation would be better because you can actually see oh no i need to turn on the east and not west and also it's gotten so much bigger even in the last 15 years compared to last since it's been in existence so it's it's crazy how much it's boomed and uh the roads into crossing and the new development and the new construction it just it's gotten to a point of of disarray. <laughs> wow. Well, someday I'll make it out there and probably get lost, but <laughs> yes, you will. It'll be an adventure. I like to tell you you won't, but it's, it will. And you know, sometimes it's fun. Depend like my grandma and you know the the older generation. It's not fun. It is not fun for them. It's very scary. And <laughs> they don't yeah. know where to, where they end up. But if you if you have some kind of sense of, of, of direction and at least some GPS map, Google Maps, like as much as you can do, you can you can find your way. <laughs> All right. Well, then there's hope, I think. 
Maybe. Yes, a little bit of hope. <laughs> we just you just have to make like I I alternate between three different map apps on my phone, so you just have to make sure you're going with the one that's actually upstate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, because Ontario and I mean th- those are all big areas too. There's a lot going on there. My mom once went to Ontario and and was just like with she was on a six lane highway and all over the place, and she was like, "This is nothing com- like Ontario is worse than Calgary." So. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow it's all, all right. each their own exactly because you know you've never been somewhere no matter what it's new and, and confusing to a degree so <laughs> yes I just drove for the first time in Montreal and I got lost about six times just trying to find the hotel so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I live my life getting lost like and my husband is just always so irritated because he'll be driving I'm on GPS and it's like uh, it shows a right arrow but like the lane is showing left so he has to pull over all the time and is like why can't you just tell me to go right or left and it's like it's telling me both like I don't know I don't understand how to read this system here well I just read like I I feel so silly for never realizing this but I just noticed I think this past month that I primarily use Apple maps and sometimes ways, but if it's like, say you have six lanes, two of them go right, two of them go left and two of them go straight. It will tell you if you're turning right, it will tell me which of the right lanes to be in based on where my next turn is. Yes. Cause I've never known that. I know. And I've, I've only learned that just recently myself because I got off on the two lanes, but then immediately one of those lanes uh, rear off to, you know, to the, to the right or to the different road. And then the second one will keep going straight. So exactly. It's, it leads you immediately to two completely different places, even though you have to be one on one of those two lanes. (laughs) It's like, I thought I was on the right lane, but (laughs) that is a life hack for people to know. So if you take nothing else away, make sure you follow directions that way. (laughs) exactly because if it does tell you to get if there's two lanes and it says to get in the far right that's because you'll be you know turning off of that lane eventually here soon to get to your next turn so that's right if you learn that when you first started driving at like 16 you'll you'll be a golden (laughs) we're just learning it here in our mid-age mid mid mid-age 30s right (laughs) oh i just talked to my dad for father's day and uh he said something of like you're 26 i'm like dad i'm 27 I'm like, I'm almost 30. He goes, you're nowhere near 30. You're closer to 25. I'm like, that's good framing. Thank you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because we, as the people, uh, as the person always will say, ah, oh, you know, I'm 35. And you're really like, just turned 30. <laughs> yeah. the, you know, my parents are like, come on. I'm like almost 70. Like <laughs> you're much, you're still just got it. You're still in your twenties. Like <laughs> what I would do to say that I'm 20 something year old. <laughs> the, the look my mom gives me when I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> I do feel it. I don't feel young like I did when I was 16, but I think that's the way of life because they'll say, oh, well, you'll feel it when you're 50. (laughs) But I feel it now. Don't take that away. I am not (laughs) young and spry, teenager, junior high anymore. (laughs) I know. I saw a thing on Instagram the other day. It was like um, when you wake up in the morning and realize that your, your birth age or your birth year starts in 19 and it's like your back aches and whatnot because you were born anytime in the 1900s. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. And if you talk to like the new generation and I told them that I was born in 1993, even though I'm not even 30 yet, but if I just said, yeah, I'm in the 1993, they would be like, oh my gosh, like they were born 2010, you know, and they're already 12 years old. (laughs) Yes. It really, it really, really hit me. So we, I don't, do you guys have like a regulated store for alcohol or is it just around? Uh, we have them everywhere. Okay. So we have in Ontario LCBO, which is the liquor control board of Ontario. And it's just, it's an LCBO store. Um, and so on the, on the cash screens, it has the year of which like everyone's 19. So if, if the ID says that year or earlier, um, then that's, that's okay, basically. And I feel like I hit this midlife crisis, which is not even true because I'm 27, but I hit this midlife crisis when I saw that that screen was saying like 2001 and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. Like I'm almost at the point, like when I don't even get ID'd anymore, it's like, where did those days go? Exactly. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, you're definitely over 18. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess you don't need my ID then because they can see, and I, I have seen that, like we do have AGLC as well too. It's regulated, you know, we have private owned and stuff like that, but no matter what, um, it all is very tight, like to the age limit of 18. So they right. say, if you walk in and you look under 45, they have like this picture of this old man with a white beard and says, if you look younger than this guy, we ask for ID. <laughs> it's like, well, start asking then because I don't look as old as that man right there. <laughs> like, but they just see the number 93 or even just 19. Exactly. Like you said, just, just 19. They don't even have to look any further Yep, She's definitely past 18. So <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I've, I've noticed I get somewhere it's like, they won't ID me or they ID me with such scrutiny because I apparently look like I'm 16. Like I, it, there's no in between it's one or the other with me. And I don't yes, understand where especially it comes girls. from. That's right. Cause we either look really old or really young. And because they know that we can be so young looking so old, they, they second guess themselves. So I've had them, you know, when they squint and stare at my ID, it's in my wallet. It's like, can you take it out? And it's like, really? really so when they do ask me for the id and i have to take it out of my wallet and then they're looking at my id they're looking at me it's like come on like it, this is pretty obvious but then they don't id me and then i'm offended <laughs> so yeah i'm never happy <laughs> um or when i'm in the states because uh, I, the u.s ids the birthday is in a completely different place so if i'm in the states and i give my id for whoever needs to check it um, they're super confused looking at it. And generally the way they hold the ID, their thumb is covering the birth year, the birthday and year. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll always say like, it's below the picture, blah, blah, blah. And they think I'm like some genius or as if it's like a fake ID, because I know exactly where the birthday is, but there's been so many times where they've said, can I see your ID? I can blatantly see their thumb is covering the age. And then they hand it back and say, thank you. Yeah, exactly. And and that's when they're squinting and stuff. It's like, are you looking at my picture to see if it matches my face? Like exactly. What are you intensively checking out my ID? If you're not looking, the only thing that matters to you is my birthday. (laughs) If you don't see my birthday or you're not intensely looking at my date, then what's the purpose of even having my ID? You don't have to look at my ID and look at me and, you know, because exactly. It's like, you make me feel like it's fake or something. Look at the date and then that's it. (laughs) It's insanity. Um, 
My goodness, so many tangents. I love when it becomes like this. Um, to steer us back to some kind of a path. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in uh, in realizing your, I guess your passion for customer service or just for working for, with people, who would you say are three or however many people you'd like? I don't really care about the guideline, but that have been most influential to you in realizing your passions and your goals and, and everything that you are today? Well, absolutely. So I guess related to work-wise, like, and the custom customer service, the main one I would say is my mom for sure, because she also has been customer service that I kind of easily followed in her footsteps because she's gotten me a lot of help through the years. Like um, she's gotten me jobs as it was a little bit later on, you know, with the transportation and everything like that. But she's always worked in that field herself, which has made me kind of get that direction in the first place um, as far as customer service. And, and then, you know, through the years, same with my sister. So I'm the youngest of three children and um it did start you know when I was 10 my sister was 15 and she did the same thing she got my sister out into the customer service then working with her and then my brother after that and then it just kind of was I guess natural that it was all of a sudden my turn um because that's what she's did for all of us same with my friends and my friend's parents um so definitely my mom is the main influential person in my life for this direction um she's just like me or I should say I'm just like her you know the bubbly the happy um go lucky kind of personality so it just seemed like if that fit for her then it would obviously make sense for me as well too and then plus my sister my brother ended up going kind of on his own little journey and through you know a man's path with all of his muscles and working hard labor <laughs> and stuff like that but <laughs> as far as me my mom and my sister have always been lumped to these you know happy go lucky people and just working with the public and the people uh however whatever kind of job that might be so definitely my mom, as far as putting me into this direction of the path that I am in, as far as a career wise. Are you of British heritage? No, I have heard that my entire life, though, even in person, people are like, where are you, where are you from? And then I tell them I'm not British. And then they automatically think I'm from Ontario, <laughs> which I don't oh. know where the link is from that. And I go, oh, out east somewhere. And it's like, no, no, I'm just good old Canadian, I suppose. My family is Scottish and Hungarian, but that's, you know, my, my descendants. Um, other than right. that, I've just been Calgary, you know, Alberta, pretty much. I was actually born in Lethbridge, Alberta, which is just like Edmonton to Calgary. It goes Lethbridge, Calgary, um, Edmonton. So right. um, that's pretty, yeah. So no, I'm not, but I've been told my whole life that I have some kind of accent or something. <laughs> well, I definitely hear like the wouldn't say it's necessarily prairies, but I can definitely hear like that accent of out West. Um, yes. But it's more so it's the mum, the fact that you call her mum. Mum. <laughs> That's what got me. <laughs> and it is something, it is something for sure. Cause even like when I, I would work the stampede so much um, when I was growing up as well too they it was a very fun, fun summer job. And there was a lot of Americans, um, you know, for the food, everybody that comes over like with the ice cream stands and stuff like that and the performers and they all would be they would just huddle around me and be like just talk just talk <laughs> and, you, and you just have such an accent and I'm like you're just American like we have this we, we talk the same and they you know about they say I say like a boot which is typical and <laughs> so it's like yeah. just talk with me <laughs> I've uh, I've started to catch myself on uh 
I wouldn't say I say a boot, but I've heard how I say it like roundly where it is about. Yes. Yes. Like I can now hear it and it starts to drive me insane consciously. (laughs) There are a couple words, but that's, you know, that is our culture. That's where we came from. It's different for them, but everyone here says about or a or I'm Canadian a you know like all just the typicals because that is surrounded by our our culture and our community because I feel like American people do have an accent they say certain things like z or z you know just certain things and even working here they're they'll say z I'll say z and they'll say no it's z and I'm like okay and then so now I've learned that I just repeat them however they say it that's how I say it because it's like it's the same thing it's yes. just said differently <laughs> or postal and zip code yes oh my gosh at the beginning Rachel was on me about that I couldn't get it out of my head and like <laughs> it's like I've never said zip code in my life but for what I laughed about is if I call America or something like that and they ask me what's your zip code I- I'm never confused I know exactly that they need my postal code so I just give them it you know t2x yes. or five <laughs> but the Americans when at the beginning I would say postal code and they're like what what I'm in America <laughs> it's like oh I- I'm sorry your zip code it's like oh Oh yeah, okay. So now they know <laughs> what I'm talking about. So they like, have have you never heard postal code before? Or is that purely a Canadian thing? <laughs> well, it's so strange to me that um we have that we have that awareness and we have that knowledge. But yes, people in the states, not all of them have the same because I'm fascinated by the different, like the simple words that are different like cabinet cupboard those are two different things between the between the countries or pop and soda washrooms bathrooms like it's just the way that we say things but I find it amazing that we are expected (laughs) to know everything but but it's not the same in return Exactly. That's right. Because again, you come to me, bathroom or washroom, I'm on the same page. Like I know exactly what you're asking, but exactly when you come to that other culture, sometimes they they are not, they say, they say cupboards, right? It's like a cabinet. It's the same thing. Oh no, it's a cupboard, like a, you know, a space with a door. And it's like, okay, okay. Yep. Cupboard. We'll just, we'll go with cupboard because it's the same thing as a cabinet, like, (laughs) but they don't, they don't know. So that's where you learn quite quickly. Um, Okay. Let's, I have knowledge of both ways. I'm just going to go with the way that you know best. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I don't know if this is an American Canadian thing, but like with my boyfriend being American, we notice this all more yes. often, but we're in a lifelong debate about, about um, <laughs> hoodies versus sweaters versus sweaters. <laughs> zip ups. Because to me, those are three different things. Like I will, I will put on like a hoodie to me is a pullover. Yes. It has no sweaters. You put it over your head. You put your arms through your set and there's a hood on it. That's right. To him, a hoodie is a zip up sweater. Yeah, exactly. It's just a sweater. Yeah. I see. And I'm the same way. A hoodie would not be a, a zip up sweater to me when I, as soon as even you said hoodie, it comes as with a no zipper. You have to put your head through the hole, your arms in the, you know, the arm slots. <laughs> there is no zipper. It's a hoodie. That's why it's called a hoodie. Yes. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it goes- it's zipperless. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's even said like, if we're going to, if we're going to consider it that where it just goes over your head, then we'll call it a heady. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> 
which honestly, actually, to give him the benefit of the doubt, makes sense. Like, where did hoodie <laughs> come from? Because <laughs> it's being pulled over your head. So that could be like a Canadian slang thing that's like, okay, if it's pulled over your head, though, where do you get hood? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then he, because it has a hood. He, what we call, or what we would consider a hoodie from this, he calls a sweatshirt. But to me, yes. a sweatshirt is a zip-up sweater. <laughs> That's right. Or like a, a shirt without a hood that yes. like you could pull it yes. over your head, but it doesn't have a hood on it. So I guess that makes sense for the hoodie, why it's specifying it, because it's like a sweatshirt that you pull over, but it has a hood, whereas yes. a sweatshirt <laughs> would either have a zipper or it's just pulled over your head hoodless. <laughs> It's exhausting. Linguistics <laughs> is exhausting. <laughs> Seriously, even talking, even examining it now is so ridiculous. Because <laughs> when you think about a word and you over-examine it, then it becomes weirder and weirder and weirder. And it's like, maybe does it not make sense? Like, <laughs> what is actually going on here? <laughs> my favorite, actually, I have two. My Two of my favorite videos on TikTok, there's a one where it's a Canadian woman and I think it's her British partner. And they're going against the two different two different words of, of their cultures. And the um, the folder that we call a duotang, yeah. but everyone thinks we're insane for calling it a duotang. And yes. I'm like, it's natural. I get what a duotang is, but also what the hell is a duotang? <laughs> yeah, and you say duotang and then you like try to spell it out. And it's like, yeah, like where did that come from? But growing up in elementary as a young girl, you know, in school, it is. It's like, hey, get your duotangs out. And you just, you know yeah. exactly what it is. Somebody says something different and we're like, what? What is that? Like, what's a folder? Yes. <laughs> I need. I got my duotang over here. <laughs> and my other favorite one is when um, they're pretending to be like a French person learning English. And uh, they're, they're holding up all, all these cue cards of like tough through and though like those three words for example and how based on tough being tough then this should be thruff but it's not it's through and then this should be <laughs> and based on this being through then this should be through but no it's though and it's like <laughs> <laughs> which is so true because we learn the english language as well in elementary and we do have one of the toughest languages to to learn because of these differences and then also i forget what they're exactly called but you know how night is also like the sun night is like nighttime and you know a knight in shining armor so yes. multiple words are spelt differently spe pronounced the same but spelt differently in all different meanings and then also different pronunciations like you said like tough though through they're even though it makes sense for them to be something else, it's like, but that's what it is. Like it should be three, but it's though, you know, <laughs> Yes, it's, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. And to bring yourself back to that learning curve, if you were learning English, um, how, how difficult that really would be. Oh yeah. I think you're testing my grammar knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it's a homophone, homonym, homophone. I, I know. Homophone. Um, yeah. It's, it's something exactly. Cause even that has a word, like when it's night, 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 it, yes. that's called something like that's called a homophone or you know, whatever it's called. Yeah. Or <laughs> and there, there, and there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sun, sun, like, and it's crazy how, how many actual words are like that. And we just use it on a regular basis. And uh, you don't think 
twice about it, but for somebody not knowing English or learning English, it's like, uh, you said sun, like the, I have my sons at home. And it's like, no, no, the sun in the sky, that's what's burning yeah. your skin, you know, like, <laughs> and in different spelling. So it is, it's, it's quite crazy to, to think about. I feel like I have a new appreciation for those that learn English as a second language. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, I think it back to my grade back. nine French, it was not at all this difficult. <laughs> No, uh, no, exactly. And it's not a lot. That's where, you know, there's definitely a few difficult languages out out there, um, like Chinese being one of them, especially the written language of it. But English, Mm -hmm. if you Google it, is right up there just because of all of our phenomenons and phenomenons that we have. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's because it's all about context. Like this entire language is context. Exactly. And it always makes me wonder, like, who even thought of this in the first place? Who made this? Who said, I want all these words to to be the same word, but to have different meanings and different spellings? Like, who even even made English in existence? (laughs) I was like, oh, Oh, son, let's use that word over again. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Back to you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm a master We've of done that a couple segues. times here. <laughs> um, my favorite question to ask everyone because it's it's typically the same, like a similar answer, but everyone has their own unique perspective or what it means to them. Um, what does being a moment maker outside of a job description, what does it mean to you? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So of course, I mean it's quite self-explanatory right there. Like you're literally making moments. Um, But for me, it's still like a wrap up of my whole life of when it comes to customer service is just being very positive um, and putting out that positive energy out there to receive that back. Like we were talking about earlier. Um, So, you know, you want to be happy. The callers come in, come in, sometimes they're uh, frustrated or they're in a, you know, in a rush or they want to just get it going. And you, you know, you just have to stay level minded and calm and, and try to direct the, the conversation in, in the way that, you know, it needs to go because they don't quite fully understand processes and lingos and, and what we need to do on this end. So you have to be very sympathetic to them just trying to resolve their issue at hand. So uh, just, just being calm, uh, allowing them to speak, not interrupting them, fully understanding what they're saying and not just hearing what they're saying um, so that you can help them, you know, direct them to the, the proper place or to the pr- proper person to speak to or even solve the problem for them. So it is just, just that, you know, making moments and uh, helping the customer out to give them a resolution. If even if sometimes if you don't have the answer by following the process properly and correctly and you, you can't give them the answer, they still feel satisfied with, you know, the information that you've given them because you're you're still answering their questions and you're hearing their concerns. Yes. I I I love everything you just said. Um because that's that's the biggest thing is that we may not be we may not have all the answers. We definitely don't have all the answers, but Generally speaking, if someone has an issue, they're not looking for an immediate resolution. They just want that communication that they're being heard and that it's going to go somewhere to hopefully get a resolution. Obviously, it's not going to be 100% ideal, but they just want to be heard. 
that's exactly it and you know the 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 more the, the ones that are really angry like that's so limited to like less than one percent they can even call in frustrated and be start off frustrated like no no well i was told that i was going to be um i was going to be reached out already or, or be contacted by now uh, and again too you 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 sway the conversation in a way where, okay, well, let me help you now again. Like I do apologize that you, that you haven't been, but what can we do for you further to try to get this ball on the go here to, to resolve your problem. And that's exactly it is just yes. listening. And, and, and then they understand just by your, by, by your customer service that, okay, this is another person. Oh, I can't get the answer I need right now, but I feel satisfied that it's, it's going somewhere. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. Um, yes, good. <laughs> what has been so far in all of your journey? I mean, ever since working at, you said 12 years old? Yes. My goodness. What has been in your mind, um, your biggest success and also your biggest learning opportunity? Um. In, in my career, I guess, my biggest success, I would say, is probably when I did um, work with my mom when I got my first job. Uh, by that point, you know, I, I was in my mid-20s, so it was like my actual real full-time job income uh, where I was supporting myself and paying bills. Um, and it was very difficult because it was a transportation company. So it, even though it's customer safe service, it was very different from Tim Hortons and McDonald's and all of that, uh, dealing with CBSA. So border crossing, uh, if things happen, I'd have to talk to officers. And sometimes, you know, if the load didn't have the correct food on it or the correct items then you're kind of in a lot of hot water so we had to refer to manifests and ace and it was very scary because i was the one you know dealing with it well how come this wasn't included on the manifest how come this is crossing my border and there's no record of it um so my biggest success i would say is getting through that i worked with them for about four years and by the end of it i was i was so good and my nervousness that i felt for a couple years it didn't go away for quite some time on how scared i actually was about the job um, but when i overcame that and then i just felt like it was second nature and i i realized to you know i have to let that fear go because that makes the situation worse sometimes or even harder to talk to the officers because then i'm kind of digging myself a hole so that's probably my biggest successes and my most accomplished that I've, I've felt um, getting past that and being able to be sturdy. And I think that's my foundation as well, like my building blocks to become even better of a customer service um, is being able to not have that excess noise, I should say, in, in my head of, oh, what if I do something wrong? Like just focus, focus on your job, just focus, focus, focus. And don't worry about what, you know, what you think or what you uh, anticipate might happen. Just live in the moment and, uh, you know, take the steps that you know that you've been trained on. I cannot tell you how excited I get, like the amount of meetings and conversations I've been in recently that live in the moment just come so organically. <laughs> Into, yes, exactly. Into the discussion. <laughs> I love it. And I'm putting a, a, a slight like earmark on that page because I'm coming back to that kind of a topic. Um, but first, I also want to know if we had a new moment maker that's just coming in with no customer service experience, or maybe this is their first time ga gaining experience. They've especially never worked in a call center type environment. Um, what's your piece of advice for them to be successful? 
Absolutely. So as always, number one, biggest motto for everything, absolutely everything in life, in work, new jobs, doesn't matter what job, is pure positivity at first. Uh, again, do not allow the the outside noise to, you know, to take you down, just you have a smile on your face, even if you're at a call center or wherever and people can't see you, just put the smile on your face, stay positive as stay calm as possible. And, you know, follow your protocols. It just, um, it, you're, you're never going to have the same call twice. So, yeah, uh, you know, you're dealing with a general public, you're dealing with multitude of different attitudes and personalities and people that don't know who you are or what kind of what kind of person you are so mm -hmm. you put out that positivity again what you put out to the earth is is what you receive back so just positive calm level-headed and follow your rules your regulations and your protocols perfect i love it and on this transportation job with the border i think that needs a part two because i i am fascinated by all things CBSA and border related. So um, I'm sure the stories you could tell, maybe if you're even allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sworn to no secrecy or anything. Like that, oh good. So. We have no, we have no NDAs around here. Excellent. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. As long as they don't hear, no, it's fine. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's only so many details you can tell anyways, but it's, it's you know, absolutely. Yeah, it, that was probably the most, most different experience I'll ever have in my life unless I go back to transportation. So it was, it's, it's its own entity, that's for sure. For sure. That is so cool. Um, and, and my last circle back point, my favorite question to end on, um, I can't stand the term circle back. I don't know why I just used it. Anyways, <laughs> um, what is your, what is the one thing that you try to do personally and or professionally to live in the moment? Um, that's a good question, actually. Yeah. So I guess like, I mean, focus is where a lot of that comes to, because you can easily let your mind run off you know one thing is said and then you're thinking about another thing thinking about another thing or thinking about the future trying to predict the future or running over and over and over again what you did say um so just focus i suppose like i mean and, and again it says it all like living in the moment just moment to moment to moment to moment is what you need to keep your mind frame in instead of uh you know overthinking anything is just keeping it level-headed and as calm as possible because that's where you'll be able to stay in the moment that you're in yes i love it that was perfect thank you so much yes you're very welcome so <laughs> well i'm sure that we will need a part two because we have more bonding to do and and i'm yes, now definitely. now that we're like forever jeep sisters you know it's just solidified so um <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're the only uh, one who confirmed the jeep so yes <laughs> oh she's my pride and joy i will yeah it's, a, it's literally a jeep life it's funny because i used to drive um a, a ram 1500 and i hated it i i could not stand driving a truck and my mom's had a jeep for as long as i can remember and she was like well why don't you get a jeep and i said because i'm just not ready for it and it's, it's this statement that like, it sounds ridiculous, but you have like a Jeep 
comes to you, you don't go yeah, to you don't cheap. go for the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's honestly so true. And it's pretty similar to me too, because I've I've been through cars, Saturn's. My husband does have a truck, but again, like yeah, that I've not anything I've ever been comfortable driving. I've always had a car and eventually within the last only it's only been about three years that I've had the Jeep now that I've we went to the car plate to the car dealership and I was like you know what that's it that's the one like this is the one that's it's finally calling me like <laughs> i'm in a place uh, that i can actually support the jeep <laughs> yes. and take me around you know <laughs> to, around canada and all above, above and beyond like <laughs> so definitely it was called to me <laughs> at the right yes. time it, i couldn't just start off at a jeep you know at 16 when i got my license i had to work to it <laughs> exactly it's a lifestyle you need to be ready and if you need any accessories for it check out the jamic because it's like the best thing that you can have it's just it's literally just a hammock that goes across the roof of the back seat like it attaches to the roll bars it's amazing yeah it's awesome it makes so much sense (laughs) i know and and so i have um because when i when we bought mine i decked it out with it's got pink accents because i'm a pink fanatic but um it, I got like the, the Jeep sunshade. So it goes over the front roof and it's just this pink little accent that helps prevent some airflow because, you know, I like my hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I've got my pink sunshade and then the jammock in the back. So I would definitely, if you, if you need anything for those like summer nights or just beach days, I don't, I don't know if you go to the beach, but, uh, check yeah. out the jammock for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely at least the Jamic. I actually have never heard about that. So I learned something new today too. There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for spending some time with me today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and I don't think we're finished. Um, but nonetheless, I do have to send you back to uh, to help our lovely customers. Yes, back to work. That's right. Yes, making moments and living in the moment. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Living in the moment, making moments. <laughs> exactly. That's what For we're here sure. to do. No, perfect. Absolutely. Perfect timing. And it was a pleasure speaking with you too, Alicia. I'm glad that we were able to, to get that done today. And uh, I, I hope you have a great rest, rest of your week. Thank you. You as well, Alyssa. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. For sure. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was so much fun. She is so smart. I love how confident she is. And I'm still confused by Calgary's geography. Not going to lie. I hope you loved this episode and thank you so much for listening. I wish you all a beautiful week of sunshine and hopefully not too much heat. We'll see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes